0: You're listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee exploring offline realities with online personalities. Lauren Paul and Molly Thompson are the founders of Kind Campaign, a nonprofit that brings awareness and healing to the negative and lasting effects of girl-against-girl bullying through their global movement. Lauren and Molly created a documentary film called Finding Kind, and they also tour around the U.S. and the U.K., holding in-school assemblies and creating educational curriculums for anti-bullying. Besides all of this, Lauren and Molly are both mothers, and so they came over to my place to talk about pregnancy, the gory and the glory of it all. All right, so guys, ladies, I should say, um, tell me, tell me about you guys and and sort of how you met and what. What it's like to have your relationship evolve from young single babes to, mm-hmm. to like moms who are working and living life in L.A. as, you know, moms and friends and business owners. And I love that story's here. and I
1: was going to say, that's my baby in the back. And so perfect conversation to have. She's cooling
2: away. On cue. Little
1: babe. Um, yeah. So I'm Lauren. I'm Molly. Hello guys. <laughs> um, we founded a nonprofit called Kind Campaign together, um, which we'll get to soon, I'm sure. But um, to answer your question, yeah, we met. We met our soft, no, junior year mm-hmm. of college. Mm-hmm. We went to Pepperdine together. Um, actually, we met in the communications department, and I was like showing everyone this. Do you remember the Britney Spears, the Chris Crocker video? Oh like, yes, like, he's crying. <laughs> Britney, alone. Yes, I, um, I think that was the one. That was, was like, the one. Look at this video. It was like when the viral videos weren't coming out every day. It was like when one came, it was like a hit. Oh, girlfriend. Okay, so we will say the same thing at the same time. Good. Be prepared. Good. Constantly. It's Good. Scary but cute. Um, <laughs> And I think I walked up to Molly and I was like, have you seen this? That was our first conversation. Yes. So Chris Crocker. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my gosh. I sometimes Google him to see where he is and nothing. Oh. He, like, I'm i like, why is he not, like, the biggest YouTube? I mean. Oh, he has, like, a whole Instagram. But he's still funny. He's, he's still awesome. funny. No, I know. Kidding. But I love the I And that other video, what is it? Um, The one that he's, like, behind every girl is her gay best friend. Have yeah. you seen that one? I haven't seen that one. Oh, what? Um, I'll have to watch it after. Also true. Uh, so (laughs) true. Everyone, shout out to your gay best friend.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Jetty. Michael,
0: Will, love you guys. Okay. And Cameron.
1: Um. Uh. But yeah. So we were. Yeah. Both very much single. I or no.
0: I was dating. But yeah. Not married. Yeah. Not
1: with babies. And um, became friends, and then um, started working together. Started. Laying the groundwork for Kind Campaign, which obviously just drove our friendship into, like, overdrive. Mm Because we actually weren't, like, we weren't, like, best friends or anything when we started it. We were friends and kind of knew each other. But I think a lot of people assume we were friends forever before Mm -hmm. starting it, which is just, I think, a testament to how the universe just put us in the right place at the right time and knew that we needed to cross paths and do this thing together. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of a trip now, fast-forwarding ten year no tw- wait yeah what that, year was that
2: yeah that would have been 10, like 11, 10 11 years yeah later. yeah
1: um, and now we have babies and we're married and like just a whole new chapter of life mm-hmm. and I think it's just really special um, I think through the biggest biggest chapters in my life and I'm sure I can mm-hmm. speak for you too we've been there mm-hmm. with each other for each other you know from being you know 19 20 years old yeah. to having this idea and realizing what we want to do with our lives and going into that together to meeting our husbands mm-hmm. and being there during that time to having babies. Like mm-hmm. it's a, all these pivotal moments we've been there with each other, which is just so special.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think back just like those two young babes in mm-hmm. you know, at Pepperdine and, um, again, not knowing at all, like what, kind campaign was going to look like initially and um, like where our lives were going to take us and um, and just like seeing everything that's happened both, you know, personally for both of us and then also professionally for both of us and like being able to maintain those two relationships, I think is something that I, I think we, I could speak for both of us that we're really proud of because, mm-hmm. you know, starting a business with a friend is something that I think is beautiful and amazing, and wait, Stories I know. <laughs> right like we can hear yes, it from the table, and that was might be a amazing. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Go story, go! I'm go story. so impressed. Guys,
1: this is women who work. This is real babes. life. Yeah, like mom boss. Time yes. Yeah, in the best I mean, way. Yeah.
0: Molly's here, like pre-gynecology oh, yeah. appointment. Yeah. By <laughs> the way, baby's Molly's, about yeah, to come. Literally about to have a three <laughs> seconds.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Molly's and huge with her second baby. Yes. Lauren's here with her first baby. Yeah. Like, yes. This is real
2: life. It's yes. beautiful. It's, it's, yeah. beautiful. it's yeah. beautiful. It's how it's supposed to be and how, you know, it's the real world and life goes on and it's amazing. Mm. Yeah. And awesome that, you know, we're able to, that we're able to do this. And that I think that's even a privilege in and of itself. Mm. Side note, that like we you know, are able to be here. I'm about to have a baby and (laughs) (laughs) stories over there, just pooping up a storm.
1: (laughs) Well, I just feel so so lucky to to be Mm -hmm. also in relationships that are obviously like so supportive Mm -hmm. of, you know, like today, Aaron was like, I'll cancel my pitch this morning. Like if I, if you need me to, to watch her, you know, just Mm -hmm. husbands who are so like want us to be a hundred percent still mm-hmm. in for our passion mm-hmm. and, and for kind campaign. Um, which is, I mean, it's a lot of work to like do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but having that support is so
2: crucial. It's so, so. important.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So have you guys, um, with, with everything that you've done, have you, did you always see yourselves as mothers? Did you all like going into it? Did you ever talk about it? Was it like, oh, by the way, someday I'm going to be a, a working mom. Oh yeah, me too. Did you ever have those sorts of conversations? Um, or was it more like suddenly you have, you were like, now I want to have a baby. Or did you never have the, the kind of like baby cravings and not suddenly just had one, you know? Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I think, I don't know that we like, especially early on. Cause again we were we were college students when we started Kind Campaign. And so we always knew, um, well, not always knew, but like our hope was, you know, obviously that this would take off and that Kind Campaign would be successful. We did not know um, at the beginning, like what it would grow into. And so definitely early on, we didn't have... Those conversations of okay, this is what the next, you know, 15 years looks like, and I know there's going to be babies in there sometime. Um, I think something that's really magical and has kept Kind Campaign super organic is that we kind of take everything as it comes and um, kind of figure out, you know, what the next year looks like based on things that are going on in the world, going on in our lives, um, and really kind of flow with with that, and so. Um, you know, at the beginning we were fully just like in kind campaign, 24, seven pulling all nighters, um, young women, just literally on the road on road trips across the country. Um, and I can say then like babies were definitely not on our minds. Um, but as life evolved and the years went by, um, you know, th- there would be conversations as friends, but then also, you know, as businesswomen about like oh, that seems like that would be something that I'd be interested in. Not right now, but maybe in a few years. Um, And kind of just continue to check in with each other to see like, well, how does it feel for you now? Or, you know, whatever. Um, And I know for me personally, I always envisioned and hoped that I, you know, would be a mom someday. Um, The timing of when that was going to happen, I had no idea until like something Like, a, you know, I had this moment of, okay, I'm like feeling that right now. Um, And and then, you know, started working towards that. And Mm. now I'm pregnant with my second babe and I'm about to pop any day. Um, But, yeah, so for me personally, I always, you know, desired that. Um, And then thinking about how that would work with work and with Kind Campaign was just a conversation, you know, and conversations that Lauren and I had and continue to have as, you know, new changes happen and more babies are being born and figuring out how to make all of that work is something that I'm really proud of both of us for being able to do. Mm. Um, because like we were just talking about, it's it's not easy by any means. It's actually really difficult. Um, but something that I think we're both really proud of to be able to, to do both and, um, uh, something that we're both, you know, passionate about being able to maintain as, you know, as we can, um, you know, as the future continues to unfold. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. It's not, um, like you said, it's, it's a challenge. It's difficult. I mean, last night you're, your assistant texted me at like you know 10 p.m. That was like ah childcare fell through. Yeah. What do we do? And it was like bring story. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, like we're exactly. but but there would be certain places that that wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it is like how do you exist as a mom, mm-hmm. as a business owner, mm-hmm. as a friend, as a like how do you wear all those hats yeah. and do it well? Yeah. So it's you should be proud of it because it's an accomplishment. Yeah
1: my journey with that looked a little different. I like growing up, I always pictured myself having a family, having kids for sure. Um, but it's funny. There was actually a period of time when uh, in the beginning of Aaron and my marriage where we were like, should we not have kids and like just kind of travel and be like Clint cool and uncle who like come to town? Cause we have 20 nieces and nephews Holy just on his balls. side. I know it's amazing. They're just the most Beautiful, incredible kids. They're all up in Boise, Idaho. Oh. We just actually were going there Saturday. I can't wait. They're just so fun. Mm. Um, but that was actually a conversation we had for a while. Um, and we both love kids. And, like, I don't know. So it was it was kind of an interesting time kind of thinking about what that could look like. And then ultimately we're like, we have to have kids. We want them so bad. And, like, I just want a little you and a little me. And now, like, having her, I can't even imagine not having her, obviously. But for me, my whole thing was that I needed to turn 30. I don't know, there's this thing in my head where I was like, I can't, I know when I turn 30, I'm ready, physically, emotionally, <laughs> let's do it. And it was so crazy. Um, we went away with some friends for my birthday and I remember the morning that I woke up and I was 30, it, like it was truly like a page turn. Wow. Like, I'm let's do this, I'm so ready. And then, yeah, and then that next year. Wow. When she came into her nice little babe. Oh. Um, but as far as actually kind campaign goes, something I wanted to mention was that it's definitely something that we uh, thought about <clears throat> to some extent because Molly and I travel and we do assemblies all over the country um, for girls about bullying between women. And uh, we spend about two months out of the year on the road speaking in around 80 schools a year, um, which is obviously something that we won't be able to do forever. And so in thinking about that, you know, being aware that the two of us aren't going to be able to be on the road like that, you know, with families and and whatnot in the future, um, we started laying the groundwork for a program called Kind Ambassadors. It's a volunteer program so that girls and women all over the world can basically take our programming and, um, implement it into their own local schools and communities and kind of model what Molly and I do on the road. Um, And a lot of the conversations in developing that program were centered around kind of foreseeing what our futures looked like and knowing that what we do now isn't something we're going to be able to probably sustain forever. Mm. Um, And it's been super successful. We have like around 300 women around the world going into their communities, doing assemblies, uh, starting kind clubs. And um, so, yeah.
0: That's cool. It's almost like uh, you you evolving in your own lives, um, kind of. I'm I'm sort of putting my own interpretation on it, but it's almost like it it takes some of the responsibility out of your hands, so that you're not like micromanaging every element, and you're you're like spreading the wealth a little bit. You're sort of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not gonna be able to take everything on board, so yeah, you guys help out, which. Might not have happened if you weren't if you weren't having kids and you weren't you know um, having to look ahead at the fact that you might not live on the road forever and ever.
2: Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, well, and I think it um, you know for so long people were constantly reaching out and asking how they could you know help with kind campaign or how they could volunteer, how they could be involved, and um, and for several years we didn't really have a you know, set way for people to volunteer with Kind Campaign other than, you know, just tell people about it because that's really, I mean, that is the biggest way and has been the biggest way for a long time. Um, You know, telling people about it or donating um, to the organization has helped so much and has really gotten us to where we are today. But being able to have this specific program in place with the Kind Ambassadors um, has also been really cool to just put, the power of bringing this message um, and the, I don't know, it's put it in other people's hands and allowed them to use their voices uh, to go out into their communities and bring this conversation to their local schools or start a kind club and be the mentor. And that's been a really cool thing for us to witness just to see how um, excited people are about doing that. And then also to be able to give them the opportunity to, feel what we feel when we're mm-hmm. in schools, because we absolutely love what we do. We love being able to be in schools. We love being able to have the conversations that we do with young girls. It's really what continues to inspire us every single day to create new curriculum and to do what we do and to continue to, you know, live on the road. And, um, but to be able to, to share that with people is so rewarding also for us, you know, to be able to, to kind of give people, you know, a little bit of a sneak peek into what we feel when we're in schools um, is a really cool thing too. And um, we've had, and I think Lauren was just mentioning this, like we've had an incredible feedback from kind of ambassadors all over the world who, um, you know, are just as inspired to continue starting kind clubs in their community or continue going into schools and bringing the film and the assembly program. And, um, so it's exciting to be able to see that side of it as well.
0: So cool. I and, love it.
2: and, you know, we can only be, even if without, you know, families and whatnot, like we can only be in one place at one time. So that was always kind of on the you know forefront of our minds of we see the power that this program has. We see the change that is created when we're in schools having these conversations. We see the apologies that happen after the assemblies, and we see the friendships that are mended, and important conversations taking place um, from these assemblies. And so, that's always been something that we've tried to figure out: is how can we get this program into as many schools as possible? Because, um, you know, we've witnessed firsthand the change that takes place. And so, being able to, um, you know, allow it to spread through other people is really cool. So cool. Yeah.
0: What about uh, what about your your bodies and pregnancy? Mm-hmm. What what's something that you guys um, have experienced mm-hmm. in your three pregnancies? What oh. what was something that surprised you? What was something that was cool? Mm-hmm. Um, how has life changed in that aspect?
1: Mm, it's wow! It's such a profound experience. Um, for me, pregnancy was. <laughs> What? Can
2: I hold her? Oh yeah. Okay. Not
1: that baby. <laughs> She's gonna officially join the combo, gang. yeah. She's
0: she's gonna be she's, right up to the mic.
1: I love, you know, she's a very vocal baby. She has a lot to say, which I love. Um, so pregnancy for me actually was a really like beautiful, lovely experience. I physically felt really good, which I feel so lucky, and I know that's not the experience for a lot of people, so I don't take that for granted for sure. Um, but. Yeah, I I loved watching my body change. It was weird for sure, um, and in the beginning I felt really sick. But other than that, it was it was just cool. Like you know, I remember the first time I felt her kick was in Iceland. We Aaron and I went to Iceland before we had her, and um, it was on the flight there. I felt her kick for the first time, and it was just like I don't know, just the coolest coolest thing, and actually just crazy that I'm like holding her right now as I think about that.
2: Um, oh, that'll make me cry. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, <pretty laughs> it's so amazing. beautiful. Um, so pregnancy was was pretty easy and great for me, but uh, the recovery, like labor was gnarly. I had a really long, pretty brutal experience. And um, and then post-labor, like the postpartum part was really hard for me at first. And that was a, something that I was not, I don't think I was really prepared for. And I wish I would have dove deeper into, um, specifically breastfeeding. Like I, and I should have, you know, I remember you, t- you know, you had a hard time with mm-hmm. it at first and I don't know. I just didn't feel like I knew exactly what I was getting into in that regard. So first of all, it hurt so bad at mm-hmm. first. Like, your nipples are like bleeding and cracking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what is happening right now? Is this going to be <laughs> what it is? Cause I don't know if I can do this. Mm. And, um, and and then I got mastitis three times within the first three weeks, which mm. was, which is for anyone who doesn't know an infection that you can get in your boobs from like basically build up milk, like clogged, ducts. Um, yeah, clogged mm-hmm. ducts. And it is the most brutal thing. Like it, the symptoms come on so fast. When I say within like 10 seconds, I all of a sudden had 104 degree fever. I mean that, like I was totally fine. And then all of a sudden the most severe body aches I've ever had in my life, like Just the craziest flu you can Mm -hmm. imagine all of a sudden hits Mm -hmm. you like a train, like within a second. And, and so you're dealing with that and still having to feed the baby and, and like be up all night to care for her. And that was really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. But so many people kept telling me, and, and I appreciate this, like through that specific thing, through mastitis, people are like, you know, whatever you end up doing, if you end up doing formula if you stop breastfeeding if you keep breastfeeding whatever you do is great like whatever your journey looks like it's all about just doing what's right for you which I totally agree um but a lot of people are like if you stick with it and if you can do that um you'll probably like catch a rhythm and it it becomes this really amazing thing and I feel like about four weeks in four or five weeks in all of a sudden just I kind of got the flow of it and now I'm obsessed. I like look forward to feeding her. It's just this really special, intimate moment between the two of us, um, and so now that's great. But yeah, and then even just like the recovery of downstairs and like, all that, <laughs> I was, like wow, like I can't walk. Oh, oh my gosh. Did that you?
0: Was sense. she a, a? Did you have a vaginal? Yeah, birth? yeah, okay. I
1: did, and I tore in four places, Oh. and that was crazy. And Ooh. I just, it was, it was. Definitely not something that I felt like I was prepared for. Mm. And I think the hardest part of the recovery was wanting to feel 110% present Mm -hmm. for her. And like all I wanted, because this is just the most beautiful, insane love I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And the extreme of that coupled with the extreme of my body in the most pain I've ever been in Mm -hmm. was just really intense physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I was emotionally struggling, like kind of experiencing this guilt, feeling like, wait, I I just want to like fully enjoy this moment with her. And I am, but also I'm so in my body right now and dealing with that. So, and and then I would like stress out. I'm like, wait, she's already changing so much, like five Mm -hmm. days later. And like, and I'm dealing with me and you know, so that was really hard. And I just Um, But it opened up a lot of really beautiful conversations between me and my girlfriends who are mothers and people online who are moms who are Mm -hmm. kind of more acquaintances and just, you know, about how that is a reality that they all kind of agreed isn't really talked about enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think it just takes – I mean, everyone's story is different. For me, it just took a minute to, like, fully step into that role and, like, get my body feeling like myself again. You know, it it took time, I think, probably – I'd say like six or seven weeks after I had her, I was like, oh, I feel myself healing. I feel a hundred percent now. Like I'm totally me. So anyone who's listening, who's in that (laughs) space, just know you will be yourself again. And Mm -hmm. and you'll feel like you, you'll kind of just wake up one day and and know that you're kind of turning a corner. Mm. But, um, yeah, that was hard. yeah but again like coupled with just the most like ever i would walk into her I, like when she'd be taking a nap i'd walk in and just look at her and just start crying and just be mm-hmm. like, oh my god i'm so in love with you and then, like, sit down because I'm in so much pain, you know? So it's just mm-hmm. this kind of interesting chapter. That, yeah,
0: that's well, that it I is. It's part. like your entire life is changing. Yeah. Your your heart is changing mm-hmm. and, like, living outside of your body now mm-hmm. in, in these crazy ways. Not that I've been through it, but, yeah. I mean, I've watched people that I really love and I know very well go through it. And yeah. I've seen the shift in them. And then, like you said, when you're in excruciating pain mm-hmm. and trying to figure out something totally new it yeah. i mean it's incredible that women can do what they do oh,
2: oh it's I amazing
1: walked out of that. i'll just share one thing one thing that i thought was so my labor was it was a beautiful experience but it was really intense if i'm up here is it gonna be it, to be be right. yeah. it. um labor was a, a beautiful experience but super intense and long and just like kind of excruciating. Um, But something that was so beautiful outside of seeing her for the first time, I was like, oh, my! when people say that all of a sudden you have amnesia and you forget everything you just went through. I'm like, yeah, right. You just have to say that. (laughs) No one would have a child if you didn't say that. Exactly. But it's so true. Like the second Aaron pulled her out and the second I saw her, I was just like oh, like I would do this a million times. Mm -hmm. Like it's so intense, like the love. And it's true. Like it has to be written into our DNA. If we Mm -hmm. didn't experience that, nobody would have more than one kid. Yeah. Like you would never go through that again if you didn't Mm -hmm. kind of forget what you went through. But it was so amazing coming out of the laboring experience. I've never had more respect for my body Mm -hmm. and respect for just me as a woman and for other women, other mothers. Whether you're a mother or not, just what women's bodies are capable of doing and you know I think as a girl you grow up we all have these sort of inherent insecurities and things that we pick apart and oh I wish I didn't have this or I wish I could lose this or change this about myself it's just something that's I think written into most of our experiences as girls as women and coming out of that experience laboring and just watching and feeling my body do what it was doing I was just like, wow, like I am such a champion. Mm-hmm. I'm such a queen. Mm-hmm. And I've never felt that intense amount of love and respect for my body. And I still feel that. Like mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, it's just I, I feel it. I really feel that things that maybe before, you know, you look in the mirror, you're like, ugh, whatever, you know, you have these moments, that that experience changed for me for sure. And I really attribute it to having this baby and just seeing what, you know, this other purpose that my body has, mm-hmm. not that it's the purpose, you know, whether you have kids or not is, you know, totally rad. Like everyone has their own story and, um, journey, but that you can do that. You know, that your body is
2: capable it of creates it. creates life. It's mm-hmm. just
1: so insane. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she
1: is, you are, a, <laughs> okay. you've got the baby. is, <laughs> very comfortable. She's, I know. <laughs> She's so happy.
2: Um yeah, Lauren's pregnancy experience was probably polar opposite of mine. <laughs> um which I'm so happy for her that it was. Um and for me, I what's crazy is even though I have really hard pregnancies, um I still love being pregnant. And I remember even saying this when I was pregnant with Lila, like, I know I'm going to miss this. I know I'm going to miss this, even though I, I feel sick the entire time, um, and I'm nauseous the entire time. And, um, there's so many things that are going on with your body while you're pregnant. And, uh, my body very much like felt all of those things and is currently feeling all of those things. I still, I still even when I'm in it and in so much pain or feeling so uncomfortable or dealing with the number of things that your body deals with when you're pregnant, um, it, the beauty of it and like the purpose of it still for me outweighs like the, the pain, um, that I personally experience. Um, just because like Lauren was just talking about, it, it is just this, um, really incredible, beautiful thing that, Our bodies are capable of, of, you know, housing and harboring this little human. Like thinking about it right now. um, And I was even just saying that this morning, especially the last couple days, because this little baby boy could be here any minute of any day. Um, And so thinking about that and thinking about this full grown little newborn baby just existing in my body right now is mind blowing. Like it bogg- like it just like, when I think about it, I get emotional. Cause I'm like, this is just why, like he could be sitting out here with us. If you know, the stars aligned and I had had him yesterday, but like, he's still just like growing and existing inside. And, um, and so that's just so magical and amazing and beautiful. Um,
1: isn't it a trip? Sorry to interrupt real quick. How the minute they come out, they have a personality. Like the oh, day yeah. one, you're like, that's the you're kind of learning all their vibes you know and so something I tripped out on in the hospital as I was like seeing her little personality was thinking about her having a personality like her soul inside of my body not yeah. even just her physically like looking at her outside of myself and then thinking about her inside me thinking about her sitting there being her yeah It was no
0: it's
2: it is it really it's, is
0: it's wild we um some of our really close friends had identical twin boys, um, like 18 months ago and we took care of them one night a week oh, for the first. Like, yeah. And we, we totally saw Like the minute they were born, they were preemies, yeah. you know, there weren't even 40 weeks when they were born and we could totally tell a difference between who was who by their yeah. personalities Yeah. when they were that little. And it's yeah. so crazy when people are like, you know, they don't you can't really tell anything about them until they're like three. And I was like, Oh, trust yeah, me, yeah, we fully can. know what their personalities mm-hmm. were like when they were seconds yeah,
2: old. It's yeah. Yeah. And they evolve and they change and they grow and they learn as they, you know, experience and take in the world. But yeah, like you from the second they're here, and even like you know, he right now like has his little vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's something else that's really cool to think about. I feel like it, and you probably feel the same way with just like where we've been like physically with both of our, or both of my pregnancies and with your pregnancy is something that I love to think about is all the adventures that they've already gone on before they're even here. And um, with both of my pregnancies um, I was, we were touring with kind campaign and Lauren was touring um, when she was pregnant with story as well. And so just thinking about, you know, the places that, like I've been with them, um, you know, while being pregnant and just thinking about the experiences that I've had. And um, I don't know, that always is just really magical to me as well. And I, I did a better job of this when I was pregnant with Lila. And poor baby boy has like nothing written down about my experiences while pregnant with him. Um, he had a great – he's had a great time. He's been all over. Um, but when I was pregnant with Lila, we were – all over the place, traveling and touring. And we actually took Kind Campaign to England for the first time. And um, we were also in Canada. And so we went to um, we went to Niagara Falls. And I remember just not only having the experience of like going to all of these places for Kind Campaign um, and having her, you know, kind of along for the ride with us, uh, but then also just being in schools and talking to young girls, um, and having her kind of there with that. And then same with him, you know, when I was pregnant with him this last October, um, just having him be a part of that experience, um, is just, was really powerful for me personally, but then also just like in the work that, you know, we do just, it, I think made me feel even more connected to these young girls that I already felt so connected to, um, So that was kind of a side note of of being pregnant. But um, yeah, so physically, it's been real. I have just like a very, um, my body, it just like takes a toll on my body. (laughs) Pregnancy does. And actually, this time around, my husband was asking me, he's like, are you ever going to want to have any more babies after this? And it is crazy. I was like, I don't ask me that right now. Like, I don't know. Um, I also, you know, we don't know how it's going to be like with two kids. Um, but it is crazy how you do like put all the physical things and even emotional things. Like there's so much emotionally that you go through when you're pregnant as well, but you put all of that, you know, kind of, like you tuck that away and you forget about that when you are greeted with this little human that you worked really really hard to create. Um but yeah, for me pregnancy really takes a toll. Um so it's going to be it's going to be nice when I'm not pregnant anymore here very soon. <laughs>
1: I remember too, everyone's like don't look down there after you have your baby, like don't check it out. And I was like I got to look. And <laughs> I looked and I was like I'm ruined. Ruined. Like, never will I come back from this. So for anyone who just had a baby, you will heal. You'll be fine. Now I'm all good. It's crazy how that happened. I'm like, how did all of a sudden my body's like, you're good now? Mm -hmm. Because at first it looked pretty scary. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
2: and I had a different experience um, from you just with laboring. Um, I labored and then ended up having a C-section. And um, it's crazy just the the post um labor and surgery experience that my body went through um and yeah it's crazy just now having like this scar that is constantly there and is such an amazing battle wound of you know what my body went through to bring this little human here um and Same thing though. I, well, I also had like a really rough recovery with all of that. So at the beginning, I was like, I can't, I actually could not look at it because Mm -hmm. I was in so much pain um, and it needed to heal before I laid eyes on it. Um, But now I'm like so proud of it. I look at it and I'm like, dang, like that's amazing and beautiful. And how lucky are we that we are able to like have C sections that are able to bring babies here that maybe like. Back in the day, like, they wouldn't be here or I wouldn't be here because of, you know, whatever led to a C-section needing to happen. And so... Um, That's interesting to think
1: about how many, like, probably most, well, all anyone who has a C-section now, back in the day, would have died, mm-hmm. right? Because of some... Yeah, well, d- yeah, depending on, law.
2: yeah, the reason for the C-section. Yeah. Um, yeah, either they would have died or maybe the baby would have died yeah. or... um Yeah. And that, and you, you know, when you like hear about all of these deaths through childbirth Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it's wild to think about. And it's like such an incredible, amazing thing that, that we have that option to be able to, you know, bring Mm -hmm. babies here that way. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all crazy what our bodies go through, but so magical yeah. So incredible.
1: You have got the moves down system. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rocking story in a way that I'm taking notes over here. I'm like, I'm so pleased.
0: Oh, she's such a sweetie and anything that means that we can keep the conversation going. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she poor thing, I think she's got like some gas. She yes. seems to be a yeah. little uncomfortable. Yeah. A little I mean same T B H. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably put her down in and Oh resume. no, it's is totally she, fine. If she's if,
1: probably she passes out really quick when she's ready to sleep. And this is actually when she's naps from
0: 11 to 1. She's pretty cute. Well, I don't mind if we need another minute to make sure she's fully asleep. It's fine. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I love, I love babies. <laughs> they pretty great. So, um, I, I love that you Lauren, what you said about, um, looking, looking at yourself, because I think mm-hmm. that's such an interesting thing that with, with all of the conversation happening these days about body image and about body positivity and, you know, even, even reading numbers about how popular like labiaplasty is and, you know, like having a baby impacts your body. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is some, I don't want to say the word shame because I don't, I don't know for sure, but almost like some trepidation about talking about it, about embracing it um Mm -hmm. you know it's definitely not something that we hear much about in the public eye just Mm -hmm. women talking about how their bodies have changed and like doing it in an embracing way Mm -hmm. you know it's a lot of like I have to get my body back Mm -hmm. yeah so what's that what is that like and what are your thoughts on you know your bodies are different now like Mm -hmm. whether or not you have scars or whether or not I mean even just with you saying that you tore in four places like Mm -hmm maybe your body's totally healed but mm-hmm. those scars are there whether you feel or see them or mm-hmm. not. So, totally. do you have mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean that's so profound what you just said. My mind was going to the exact same place about how I think more than anything the conversation post baby is how you get your body back to where it was before the baby, mm-hmm. which yeah, it's like why do we go there? Can't you just rest and just be present, right? And um I mean, yeah, I, I, like I said before, the laboring experience again, just made me respect and see my body in such a new light. And I really genuinely, I'm just like down for what's going on right now. Like where my body's at. Like I have a new layer of fat on my stomach that wasn't there before and that's fine. Like, and I'm not stressing about getting to the gym immediately. Like I'm just taking it day by day and listening to my body and respecting this temple, you know, and, and what it just went through and how it's still providing for her, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, that's another thing I didn't really think about. I think as much as now I would think about for the next baby, if we have another one, um, you know, just that, it doesn't end after your body not being yours fully doesn't end after you give birth. Like I'm, mm-hmm. well, uh, it depends too, if you breastfeed or not, which everyone has their own journey, but you know, she, my bo- my day is kind of revolved around feeding her mm-hmm. out of my boobs. Like, that's right. <laughs> and, um, but it's so beautiful. I, and yeah, I, I definitely just see and feel in my body. I, I've just, everything is different. Like, I mean, earlier, like, I just met you for the first time, and I just kind of, like, whipped out my boobs, <laughs> <laughs> But I've just, like, gone full National Geographic. I'm like, whatever, dude, like, this is it. Like, we just need to not, there- that shame or, you know, that, I don't know, a thing that comes with being a woman more so than being a man for sure when it comes to our bodies, for me, just kind of went out the window mm-hmm. after having her. I'm like, there's just a whole other set of things going on here. Like, I don't care to be so, I don't know precious about it like yeah well I feel like you warrior like
2: what's I don't know it's I feel like you see your body almost in a different like it serves a different purpose yeah um you know you go from like we were just talking about like through pregnancy you like go through all these changes and you see these changes Mm -hmm. that are taking place to you know help like grow and um you know house this little human and then like you were just talking about like then once they're born like your body is then serving another, you know, purpose. And what's crazy to me is that it's not by anything that we're telling our bodies to do. Like we have no control over, you know, as we're growing this human, like we have, we're not saying like, okay, now you need to do this or now, now you need to provide this, you know, in there, like it all just kind of happens. Um, and then same with, you know, afterwards, if you decide to breastfeed, breastfeeding is such a, a beautiful, incredible Thing that our bodies are capable of. And the fact that when I learned this with Lila, um, just the fact that it all happens as it's supposed to. It's all supply and demand. It's all, like your body is able and capable of providing what your baby needs, um, hopefully. I mean, everyone, again, with that, I know I've struggled with this and I know, you know I have friends and so many people's, again, experience with breastfeeding is so different and especially at the beginning can be so incredibly painful and challenging but like we're not there's no manual that we're reading to say like okay body like now you need to now like milk colostrum and milk needs to come out of your boobs and like this these are the steps that you take in order to make that happen it just like your body knows what to do. And so I feel like living in that and like experiencing that, you just see that your body has this whole other purpose. Um that's just like innate within you. And so I feel like that oh there's the poop. There it is, girl. Oh, she has such relief on her face right now. (laughs) I can tell she's in so much pain. Oh she's oh yeah. Oh it's okay. Don't be don't be sad. yeah.
1: Something else that um, <laughs> so cute. Something else that I think has been really interesting and kind of freeing in a new experience is um, Well, for me at least like I have a certain amount of time that goes by before I get my hair like I get my hair colored every so up, like every so many weeks. I got to get my nails done, like got to get the sugaring, you know, waxing whatever. <laughs> There's all these things to upkeep beauty, you know, beauty upkeep for women. And you know, I've been on that Trained for years, and post baby, you just don't have the time, right? Like I got a pedicure yesterday for the first time since her, which felt amazing. I'm not saying these things are bad. But I love all those things—getting my hair done, mm-hmm. my nails done, whatever. But when you don't really have the option, you're like, I actually just can't do that, and it's the last thing on my list of things that I need to do. Nor do I care it's a very freeing thing Mm -hmm. um like I'm letting my roots grow out and and I've learned and now I love it I'm like I'm actually gonna let this go for a while and it just feels kind of cool and natural and um so that's been kind of an interesting thing not having that whole side of uh life be so in my face I'm like you know all those all that beauty upkeep um yeah just like isn't a priority
0: How have you changed as a person since being pregnant and becoming a mom? Mm -hmm. Um, And what has it been like to get to know the new version of yourself or evolve and kind of, yeah. I I mean, I've heard some people talk about being pregnant and having it be a thing where they are like, who am I now? Like I'm this new person and it's so hard to know who I am now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've also heard people say like, I'm still the same person. I just had a baby.
2: Right. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, And that's kind of, yeah, It's kind of what we were or what I was just saying, Um, you know, about Cardi B (laughs) just living her life and being pregnant. Um, (laughs) She's so good. She's amazing. Yeah. That's such a good question. Um, And I feel like it's ever evolving. I think um, just both with pregnancy and being a mom and, um, I, I definitely still, you know, I'm still me and I think that's important to. And I think there's times where I have to remind myself of that, um, because it is, it can be so easy to lose sight of that because so much of what used to be, you know, I was, I could be as selfish as I wanted to be and I could do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And really pregnancy I think is the precursor to motherhood and that it prepares you for that part of your, you know, life changing um, and evolving. Like I was saying, well, so I think, you know, finding out who you are, because I think you're still the same person, but just there, you know, your life is now dictated by, another little human. Um, and so that does change things, but it doesn't necessarily change who you are. Um, for me, it's only enriched, um, you know, and added to who I am. Um, but with that said, I'd be lying if, (laughs) you know, I was saying there weren't times where I kind of felt lost in that and was like, wait, I feel like I like, who am I? Because right now I am this milk machine where I am just like all, you know, my, all, I feel like my purpose here is just to provide for this little baby, which is so important and so amazing, but you know, where, where am I in all of this? And like, what, how do I, um, kind of, I don't know, like stay true to who I am and, um, carve out time for me. And so I think it's constantly evolving because now, Uh, my first Lila is about to be 20 months. Um, she'll be two in August. And so, you know, I'm not a milk machine anymore, but I, my life is still very much, um, you know, dictated by her schedule in a lot of ways or at times can be. Um, so I think, you know, knowing that I'm still me and and continuing to do things that I would do pre-babies um, and pre-pregnancy uh, for me is really important. And that's actually something that Chris and I were really intentional about um, and, you know, thought about before having kids was really wanting to, um, as much as possible, kind of maintain the lifestyle and, and do the things that... Um, enrich our lives and do the things that we're passionate about, and um, still be as social as we were prior to having kids. And because we went into it with that intentionality, I think um, I think we were able to to do that, um, you know, as much as possible. And um, you know, that's not to say that it was always easy, but um, we felt I feel like we. Not only felt so proud of you know continuing to, you know shoot all over the place and go do things and just have this little sidekick along for the ride with us, Um, but I think it's also made Lila who she is. You know she from uh, we had I left the hospital, or we left the hospital Thursday afternoon, and um, again I had a C section. I had a really really rough recovery. That whole first week was like the way I describe it is like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows because. I was like just so obsessed and in love with this new human, but then also just so confused about what was happening to my body. And I was in so much pain with breastfeeding and my surgery or my C-section scar and all of that. So we left the hospital Thursday afternoon and Saturday morning drove down to Orange County to go to a friend's wedding and spent the night down there at a hotel with our newborn baby who wasn't even a week old. And looking back, I'm like, we were absolutely crazy (laughs) for doing that, but
1: seeing those pictures and being like oh no she didn't
2: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: amazing and crazy it was yes all like your goals (laughs) and actually have inspired me so much in trying to follow suit just like living life
2: oh thank you um yeah I mean like looking back I'm like oh my goodness that was insane but I'm so thankful that we did that and I remember I have this vivid memory I was in the shower I was crying like standing, I felt like acid was just like burning through my body. And we were about to, like Chris was packing up the car to drive down. And he was like, babe, we do not have to do this. Like, we do not have to go. Like, no one is expecting us to be there. We don't have to go. And I was crying. and I was like, yes, we do. We do have to go. Like for me mentally, I like we, I need to know that we can do this. I need to know that we want to do this. We're making this a priority and we are doing this. And I think that really set the tone for how we just kind of approached a lot of things, um, from the very beginning with, you know, our having Lila, she was our first. And, um, and I'm so thankful that even though know, the experience obviously of going to the wedding, we missed the ceremony (laughs) by the time we got down there and got to the hotel and I was nursing and then whatever, but like we were there and we were, you know, we got to see everyone and the experience of being there was so different. I ended up like in a side room, you know, nursing half the time, but just knowing that we wanted to do that and we did it and we didn't let, you know, something else like dictate our decision of going or not going, um, I think for me just showed me like, okay, like this is still my life. I can still, you know, do things that I want to do. They're going to look different and that's okay. And that's amazing and beautiful in and of itself. Um, and I've really tried hard to continue to do that. Um, you know, with all things, you know, over the last year and a half or so with Lila and, um, and I think in doing so, that's for me personally kind of how I've like maintained who I am um is knowing that I I even though there's times where I feel like it's out of my control and there's times where it is and I let it go and it's like, okay, well I wasn't supposed to do that thing or, you know, it's fine that I'm really late because of this, that or the other with Lila. Um, but I think that's like for me kind of how I have felt still who I am um, you know, throughout pregnancy and throughout motherhood and um yeah, I kind of like went off on like I answered that question in so many different tangents of stories of talking about it. But um yeah, I think you know being a mom has add has just added so much to my life. Um and is who I am, but also like isn't all of who I am. And I think that is something that I Uh, that is important for me. You know, I, being Lila's mom and now this baby boy's mom is like the greatest thing in the entire world and like puts everything else into such a different perspective. And for me, that's like being their mom is the most important thing. And I feel like so proud of that and it has enriched my life in so many ways. But with that said, like I, I do still have all of these other things that I'm also really proud of and so thankful that I've, been able to um, continue to to work on and and dive into those areas and chapters of my life as well. Yeah. So good. So so good. And that is so true when you learn Like people
1: would say, your heart is beating outside your chest. It's mm-hmm. So, uh, the first night that Erin and I uh, left her, my parents live 15 minutes
0: from us, which is so helpful. So, and it's their first grandchild. Oh. So they're just please here to hang and take you know help however
1: they can. Source. But anyway, so they watched this one night. We were going to this event, and it really felt like that. I was like, a piece of my body is not with me. It's crazy how that is. But anyway, I mean, I I still feel so new to this. She's ten weeks, and so I'm sure that will kind of evolve in so many different ways throughout my future with her. um But I think yeah, kind of what I was saying earlier. Those first few weeks, just completely not feeling like myself, feeling so in my body and also out of my body at the same time, weirdly. Um, And then kind of waking up one morning, feeling myself heal was such a, um, I don't know, just such an important moment for me And realizing kind of like what Molly was saying, you know, I'm still me, like, it's going to be okay. Um, But I I think one of the most profound things for me that's happened is... How it's affected and changed how I see my parents and my mother in particular. Um, I have a beautiful relationship with both of them, um, and I love my mom so much. We have a great relationship, but I think it's really given, obviously, just given me such a new appreciation for them. And they've just, you know, bent over backwards their whole lives to just provide for us and be the best parents. But I think. Naturally, we can take advantage of that, and you know everyone's relationships and stories with their parents is different, of course. Um, for me, I think I can think back on times, and I feel like there have been times where I've been really hard on my mom for whatever reason. And I think that's something we naturally do. I'm already prepping myself for that with her, especially girls and their moms, and um, and I just have this new sort of perspective on her experience as a mother and as a woman and have just a whole new level of grace and love for her in a way that's just exploded. And I actually, something really cool uh, that I didn't realize until I was about halfway through my pregnancy is that her and I were exactly the same age when we had, so I'm her oldest and I'm a girl, obviously. And uh, Story's my first. And we were both exactly 31 and two months when we had, when I had her and when she had me. So when I realized that, even through the pregnancy, every sort of major moment, or just, you know, be a random Wednesday, and I'd be like, she was kind of exactly where I am right now when she was growing me, which is just, I feel like connected me to her in such a new, cool way. And then, yeah, post baby, all these new things and going through the most beautiful highs and also really hard things at hard times as well, you know, dealing with my body and, um, adjusting to this new life. Um, just thinking about her exactly as old as I, I am now. And, you know, she was kind, kind of similar, like I had just started this beautiful, um, new life. Like she was really working a lot and, and, um, her and my dad trouble all over and just super free-spirited and fun and have all these friends and I mean still doing that that didn't change in the past but she like she was mom you know that she kind of gave all that up and, and gave up sounds like a negative thing it's not it's the most beautiful thing if that's your path and um and just decided like I'm gonna like my day is my children and and my life is, to be dedicated to just making these people the best that they can be which I think is the most important job like being a mom is a job and um yeah so I just think about that and the things that she gave up and um or again I don't know gave up sounds negative like replace with like replace us with Mm. and um and it's just yeah I think made me love her in such a deeper way and I check myself when I get hard like if i have those oh, mom moments you know which i still do but i'm like no like she's so amazing and she has done so much for me and and i mean i'm alive because of her and her body and what she's willing to sacrifice so i think that's for me been the most profound sort of
0: change in my life is that relationship mm. sweet i I'm i love that i wouldn't have expected that um but it's very I it makes so much sense and it's really beautiful so last question on this on this topic i mean i feel like i could ask there are literally thirty thousand things that have run through my head that i want to know about but let's say someone's listening and they're like oh i'm so afraid i've never you know like i've never had a baby but i've wanted to or or i'm i'm pregnant now and it's my first or maybe they just have already had a baby, but it didn't go well the first time. What's, what's like your, your noob advice? Someone that is someone that's just like, what do I need to know? What should I think about? Who, like, who do I ask? Who do I turn to for support? What book do I read? What YouTube, you know, is there anything that you're like, this has been the biggest thing for me and I wish I would have known this or I'm so glad I knew this. Mm. I would say something that I thought the to get into this I just
1: want to give a shout out to all the single parents mm. in the world like I have thought so mm. much about I think having a kid makes you think about the world and yourself and life in such a different way you become very existential like, even if you already were it's like a whole new level and I think about specifically single parents all the time when I'm in a situation and she's like exploded on me and I'm you know out in public and I'm you know whatever and I have someone there to help me and you know it's just that is su- like those are real everyday heroes that i just bow to all day like I just yeah and mother single mothers and fathers so mm. is just like next level yes um but kind of going along with that i for me having a community has been everything like being able to ask other people questions and not assume that i'm just going to figure it all out and that it's all going to come naturally. Like, maybe it doesn't come naturally and you're like wait what do I do right now? being able to call my mom or call Molly or you know go on like it's so beautiful online you know we have these spaces where women, mothers, fathers can connect with each other and like any question I have I go to Google and there's like 10,000 responses and like chats and you know places where people are having conversations about whatever the issue is and I think that's such a beautiful important tool that don't ever feel shamed or embarrassed to ask for help. And,
2: you know, I think about
1: for generations, you know, you hear people say it takes a village to raise a child. And I think there's something very sad and wrong with the way we've kind of moved away from that, you know, especially in American culture, we're so individualistic and everything's all about, like, you do you, you. And, you know, as a mother, as a father, like, you this is your journey, and it's all about, like, you taking on every single role, you know, for this child and providing everything. And you think about back in the day, you know, Grandma was living with you, you, like, lived with your family, you were in a village, there's people, like, all over helping each other. I think that's probably how our bodies and our DNA is written, right? And we've just completely moved away from that. So I just feel like the stress and anxiety that parents – feel to just do it all is not realistic. And so, you know, whatever that looks like to find support and help, whether that's reaching out to family, reaching out to friends, asking questions, you know, asking for help when you need it, going online, which can be, you know, online can be a dark and beautiful place, like the best and the worst. But, you know, to look at the positive side of it, there are so many spaces where women are just like yearning and men are yearning to connect with each other about you know motherhood fatherhood because it is such a new kind of oftentimes scary road that you're going down and to just know that you're not alone in that and that there's people that want to talk about all the things is just a great I think comfort to have um yeah I would say just ask for help when you need it.
0: first half of it yeah well yeah i just
1: got lost in it i just didn't finish it but um yeah i didn't really read any books i went along and read a lot of articles and um i had to do a little that i asked a billion questions before she was amazing and talked to like mom friends and my mom um yeah i would just say that Mm. don't be don't feel like you're failing
0: if you need to ask for help Mm.
1: naturally and
0: in your DNA, like we are supposed
2: to be helping each other. That's the way it should be. And
0: for whatever reason, we kind of gravitated away from that. See, it takes a village. It like, does. This question, and Molly is rocking her back and forth
2: behind me, and now she's sleeping. Yay! Success.
0: So cute. Like you need to ask ask for support. Like, Amazing. Amazing. I can't
1: hold her and not, you know, you're like can't yeah. be what she, she needs really as right now. I am answering the question fully. I can mm-hmm. be fully
0: in both places. Yeah, please take her. her. I'll do this and yeah, and then mm-hmm. look and everything nice. works. Uh so good. Yay! <laughs> All right, Molly, what's your what's your last your
2: advice? Oh man, I feel like I mean Lauren just really nailed it. Um, <laughs> go girl. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like similar kind of to what she was saying is just, well, one thing I think it's so important because you're, you know, everyone's experience is different. We all experience pregnancy differently. We all experience motherhood differently. Um, but yet like there's this common bond and common thread of, you know, these are all new things that are happening to us. And, um, and so, I think it's so important. And Lauren mentioned this just to know that you're not alone in what you're going through, however, crazy it might be. However, you know, like post recovery from, you know, however you labor or, you know, however you bring this baby into the world, like your body experiences the craziest things. And I remember so many times being like, "I, there's no one in the world that could relate to me right now as I'm like sitting here in misery dealing with this. And yet there, you know, there's so many people who can relate to you. And I think that as we've talked about, there's so many things that aren't openly or publicly talked about. Um, and I've found for me that anytime I you know, talk to my girlfriends about what it is that I'm going through or put it out on social media about, you know, Hey, I'm dealing with hemorrhoids or I'm dealing with like my nipples are bleeding and I found out Lila has a tongue tie and now we have to do this and, or now we have to do this. Or, um, uh, there's just like so many things that happen in a relatively really short amount of time. When you think about it in the grand scheme of things, so many changes that are taking place physically and emotionally. And so much of that, you don't know what you're getting into because there's no way really that could prepare you, but also because like no one's really talking about it. So I found that anytime that I do happen to like put it out there that this is what I'm going through, the amount of people who reach out saying, oh my goodness, I just went through that. Or like, I went through that when I had my kids 20 years ago. And I'm like, so thankful that like, you're talking about it because it's like, it is so important to know that you're not alone. And just to feel that sense of community when you're, when you are going through these things that are so emotionally tasking, um, and physically, you know, they take a toll just to have like the peace of mind of knowing that, there have been others who've gone before you and there's others who are around you, you know, all over the world going through similar things, um, just as comforting. And like you can find so much just comfort in knowing that you're not alone and that also you are going to get through whatever it is that, you know, crazy thing that you're experiencing at that time. Um, and so I think I think that would be, yeah, my advice is just, I guess, not being afraid to be open about what your life looks like and all of the beauty that comes with the changes that motherhood brings, but then also, you know, all of the emotional roller coasters, highs and lows that come with it as well. And, um, you know, the stress that can come with it and even being open about, um, you know, and we talk about this all the time, but just open about sometimes like the guilt that you can feel for certain things. Um, which I think it, the reason why it's important to talk about is because there's all, it's like this underlying, it's like this taboo. yeah, like there, there's, you know, the, these pressures that you feel projected on you by society, but yet like, so does everyone else. And it's stupid and silly and we shouldn't be feeling guilty for a million of the things that we're feeling guilty for, I think particularly as new moms. And I say moms just because there is definitely a, um, a unique experience as mothers that we go through that is a little bit different than, um, you know, what fathers experience, just because of the demands on our body. Um, and I think with, without people talking about it, it feels even more isolating and I think can lead to you know that feeling even heavier, and so I feel like sharing that, whether it's with a friend or you know an online community, or you know putting it out there on social media. I put way too much information probably out there sometimes about things that my body's dealing with, but I think it's so important to talk about it so that you are helping yourself and then also helping others by um, letting other people know that they're not alone. and um, And I think too, the more we talk about and are very honest um, about these things, you know, I think that brings on, like, I think it brings clarity to what I know for me, at least like when I like open about what I'm feeling, I then have, I process it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I like work through it by talking about it, you know, with Mm -hmm. friends and family and, um, I don't know. So talking about what it is that you're feeling and not being afraid of, you know, putting the different things that you're going through, emotionally or physically out there, um, can be so helpful. And, um, I think, and also just be a reminder again, that you're not alone in those experiences and that, um, and I think through like in talking about it and working through it, you also are like, you realize how much you are actually dealing with and going through. And at the end of like processing all of that, it's like, damn, give myself a pat on the back, but back, because like, I'm actually dealing with so much right now and I'm doing a really good job. Um, and so, yeah, I think just like talking about it, even if it's like to yourself, journaling about it, um, I think is really important.
1: And just like cry, and it, and it was all, and that is all true like 120%. Like, I have never in my life felt what I feel like it's the most insane love, like, next level. But never once did anyone say, and it's gonna be there's like hard parts to it, and especially right after, like, the recovery is tough, you know, breastfeeding can be tough, you know, if you think or feel like, feel this, like, that's okay, like, you know. And so, because that's not a part of the conversation when you're going through that, you're like, "Wait, am I the
2: only person in the world
1: that's feeling like this?" And mm-hmm. really, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And so, and then once you put it out there, you realize everyone has been in mm-hmm. that space. Like, mm-hmm. And so, it just needs to be, yeah, we need to add to the conversation.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that that is amazing advice, specifically for this topic, but almost everywhere mm-hmm. in all in all areas, because uh, yeah. I think people can feel so isolated and that you know what they're going through is something that is specific to them mm-hmm. and feel so alone in it um and yet in at least in my life I found that when I have the courage and the bravery to say hey this happened to me or this is something I'm going through there is so so much um kind of like empathy that i experienced but also just other people being like oh my gosh i went through that and i was alone in it because i thought it was just me um and when it comes to something as ancient as motherhood that is this like primal evolutionary element of existence that has been around for so long and yes it may look a little bit different now with modern medicine and things like you know c-sections um and that's amazing but really truly You know, thousands and thousands of years ago, women were going through these same things. Mm -hmm. And that is some pretty rad shit, Mm -hmm. if you ask me. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) And I love that you bring that up, that that's something that could, that is helpful in all aspects of life. Because as you were saying that, I was like, well, yeah, actually, that's like one of our main messages of Kind Campaign when we're in schools. It's like telling young people that they're not alone in their experiences of what they're going through, you know, with, um, you know, bullying or with other people at school. And, um, and that that just like rings so true because it is so important to have these conversations in every kind of aspect of life, because it's, you know, feeling like you're alone in something just makes whatever it is that you're bearing feel so much heavier. Mm -hmm. And, um, and knowing that there've, again, there've been people who have been in your shoes and have made, made, made it, through, you know, whatever it is that they're going through, um mm-hmm. just gives you more confidence and comfort in that time and mm-hmm. is so important. So the thing I kept repeating to myself through
1: my laboring chapter, um because my body was just in so much pain, I was like, there's no way I'm not dying. <laughs> This isn't a medical emergency. I mean, it definitely, <laughs> become that for uh-huh. sure, and i that. I totally acknowledge that. But with where I was at, I'm like, this is you're gonna be okay. You're gonna make it through. People have been doing this since the beginning of time. And it's yeah, just kind of getting into that
0: headspace was interesting. Mm-hmm. Thinking about all the women that came before, and literally every person on this planet was given birth. Was so awesome. cool. Yeah. Stick around for part two of this discussion to hear a Q&A with Lauren Paul and Molly Thompson about their social media practices. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season.